What time is it? What time is it? It's 2 a.m. It's 2 a.m. It's 2 a.m. Welcome, 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 guys. I am KC. I am here with Hendrix. We are two awkward-ass millennials, and I'm welcoming you guys to the 2 a.m. podcast. So, is that officially our welcome? You doing that? The weird welcome, welcome, welcome. Like a, it's like a, you know, you trying to get people to come to the carnival or something like that. That's what it sounds like. I mean, I did it the first time, like just off premise, and then actually I did it the second time. But last week I only did two welcomes. I didn't do three. Oh, two welcomes. All right. Well, hi guys. I hope you guys are doing good. Hello, people. How are you? It's a um lovely uh week or whatever. I guess I don't know. Not really. <laughs> Oh my god, he Not is really. such a troll. Oh my goodness. Not Just really. always trolling. Not really but you know, um it's um well I guess it's Sunday. Well it'd be Monday by guys time you guys hear about, you know, all the good stuff. So hope you guys are enjoying uh or have plans for uh, Valentine's Day. Right? Mm. Or, yeah, sure. Or do people already do that? Because it was like, it's on a Tuesday. So I don't know if you guys did that this past weekend or whatever. I think normal people actually do it on a day, but yeah. Well, I feel like most people have jobs and they can't exactly just I mean, most, have fun on Tuesday. I mean, most people get off like at a decent hour. So, oh, yeah. true. But they have to go back to work though the next day. <clears throat> I mean, it's Valentine's Day. It's not like New Year's Eve or something like that. I'm, well, I don't know what people do on Valentine's Day, but, you know, I guess, okay, that's just fine. Anyways, like I said, I hope you guys are all doing good, and, you know, we're just, uh, enough, enough of Hendrix's bullshit. We're gonna get the show started. So, Hendrix? Yeah, I know, that's my spot. I do this every week, I understand. <coughs> Alright, hashtags for this week. Um, our first hashtag is hashtag why is this still a thing? Okay. So last week it came out that uh Trey Songs of all people oh, God. is gonna have a uh, reality dating show in line with like flavor of love and stuff like that. And uh, like the Ray J show and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, all that, God, all that. No. Uh, actually their VH one is actually um doing marathons of flavor of love and I love New York and Are you serious? Yeah, Rock of Love and shit like that this oh weekend. my god real chance of love i forgot about that one um i don't know if they can do that because you know real died so i don't know um, if they have clearance oh sorry all right yeah um apparently it's actually going to be a web series on vh1 well, oh not so it's VH- not actually going to be on tv yeah it's not going to be uh on vh1 oh. it's actually going to be Thank god. <laughs> um they actually gave him his own website for this uh jermaine the playboy.com why one. though <laughs> I just don't understand. It's like, you're not really going to date these women. Like, you can pretty much date anybody. Why do you need a web show for it? He's not really going to date any women. No, he's not. I mean, because Game had one not too long ago, and you see how that turned out. Didn't somebody sue him? I mean, but Game likes women. Anyways. um, Oh, see, I'm not going down that road that you're trying to go down right now. Anyways. Yeah, I I just don't understand why this is still a thing. Yeah, Flavor of Love is a very long time ago. Exactly. That was like, what, 2006? Yeah, I was still in high school no i was definitely in high school still so yeah i mean i was appointment tv at the time but two years later it's like yeah um we don't care we really don't care we really don't care um our next hashtag is uh hashtag homecoming okay last night was kevin durant's first game as a warrior back at oklahoma city facing the thunder oh and the thunder crowd uh troll all game oh i'm not surprised by that at all all game 
game, even though they lost by. I mean, it, it was close at the end, you know, but it was a blowout. Um, Kevin Durant was what, 34. He scored 34 <laughs> points and nine rebounds. Uh, yeah, him and um, Russell had exchanged words. Him and um, Andre Robertson actually went face to face. It was a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff. They uh, Oklahoma City used to have a, a name for soft players when Kevin Durant was on the team. They used to call him Cupcake. So, of course, now that he's not on the team, everybody called him a Cupcake. They had a oh, Cupcake okay. mascot. He supplied the crowd with, like, Cupcake t-shirts. I was wondering where like this that. Cupcake thing came from. I heard about it, but I didn't know what the hell it was. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was very intense. And, I mean, I don't understand why. I mean, I, I get it as a fan. I understand to a certain degree, but you kind of. I don't. You kind of proving his point. Like, if I leave and y'all don't, you know, respect the shit that I did for y'all, then me leaving was probably the best decision for me to make because y'all really don't give a fuck anyway. But, yeah. yeah. I felt the same way about his thing as I did about LeBron leaving. It's the same kind of thing. Like, I guess I just don't understand that about sports. And, I mean, I'm a, I'm not, like, a huge, psychotic, standing sports fan. So, maybe that's why I don't understand it. It's just kind of like, at the end of the day, this is your job. And I feel like if people looked at it like that, they would be so extra. Because I feel like if you looked at it like, hmm, you know, well, this company is uh, failing. And I want to succeed. So, I'm going to leave. I have another better offer. And I'm going to go and do that. And I don't feel like anybody could be mad at you for it. Be like, oh, yeah okay you want to do better for yourself sure like that makes sense if people look at it like that everybody could be happy but people are just like everyone wants to be the like jealous ex all the time like somebody heart broke them i mean broke their heart and shit and all of that good stuff so i feel like that's where all the those the salty hurt feelings comes from because you can't just look at it like this is a business decision this is my job at the end of the day like this is sports entertainment for you but for me it's my livelihood and i want to win and all of this different kind of stuff like that so i don't see any problem with it and on top of that uh, you know, <laughs> I'm a Golden State fan. So at the end of the day, go Warriors. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand it as a fan. It's it's fucked up that you you know you left to the, you went to the team that beat us last year, so you can beat us again this year. Like yeah, that's fucked up. But it's like they were gonna beat you with or without me though. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> they were the original people to blow a three-one lead. So they were. Yeah, I mean, it's it's understandable. The game was good, very good game. Um, it was very hostile. I was from very, the things that I saw. It was, it was very hostile. Was I was at work, so I didn't see it, but it's like it was a very hostile environment. All that good stuff. But I'm happy it was a good game. You know, like I said, I'm happy the Warriors won. I have no problem with KD. You know, what I'm saying more power to you. People excuse LeBron and what he did because they dick suck him so hard. So at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? How you gonna be mad at him? Like, nobody even talks about the fact that LeBron did that anymore because he's the greatest player to ever play. Fuck that. No. Like, why can he do it? the fuck you wanna do it? Nobody else can. I hate that. Why do y'all blow? That's a good topic. I'm gonna touch on that eventually. But I just don't like that. Like, where you, you can excuse. Like where people, when something, when somebody that you like do something, you ignore it. But if it's somebody you like, nah, indifferent about or that you don't really care for, you are really super extra about it. It's kind of almost like how Republicans are. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know. But Marla, like I touched on a couple of weeks ago about Beyonce with them trash ass pregnancy pictures. Mm, yeah. Still not doing that. Still yeah, not doing that. It's kind of the same. Anyways, next hashtag is hashtag Mr. I. Um, this is more not really more local because he he's national. Um, this week Mike Elish died. Mike Elish died at the age of eighty seven. He was the founder and proprietor of Little Caesars. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah, he, I mean he he's fed a lot of families here. Um, oh yes, he did. He was also the owner of the Red Wings and owner of the Tigers, and he was currently embarked in a um, downtown building project. Um, we actually get a new arena for the Red Wings and the Pistons downtown. Um, he was revitalizing the whole little strip and everything downtown. So, yeah, he's putting in work, but he had been very ill as of late. So, you know, just a quick shout out to Mr. I. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah, he didn't get a championship or an arena. No. Oh. Tigers didn't win him a ship. It's okay. I mean, you know, I guess. Yeah. Oh, well, that sucks, obviously. I mean, I don't really know much about him, so I don't know what to say yet because I it's always so much negative stuff about these owners, so I have to wait. No, I mean, because <laughs> because he didn't, you know, he didn't start out that way, so it wasn't like, you know, he came from very humble beginnings. Okay, much. so he yeah. might be a, he might be a good human being. See, that's the thing. Yeah. You have to, I, I have to wait, his, like I said. His I, parents were immigrants. Okay, so, all right. Yeah. Well, okay, I think, I, I think it's okay. Well, you know what, I can legitimately, immediately say rest in peace because he was the american dream essentially okay Okay. see that that i can get behind but you know i'm most of these uh owners are racist you know like i don't know patriots so at the end of the day you know i never know what to say so wait exactly like when everyone's like oh oh r.i.p and i'm like I gotta Google him first. I gotta Google his history and see if I could legitimately say rest in peace before all of that good stuff because fuck that. But anyways, continue. You didn't get enough last week. You just you just want to keep going. I mean, it's the you state just, of the country. Jesus, <laughs> <Christ>. sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, this week's Black History hashtag is all hail the queen. Alright. And the Queen's name is Christina Jenkins. Okay. In 1951, Christina Jenkins received a patent for the hair weaving process. Oh, well, look at that. She essentially created sewing. She essentially created the Instagram model. Right. So, whenever you guys, you know, at the shop, getting your hair braided, <laughs> about to put in some nice, you know, Brazilian, Brazilian tracks. <laughs> Brazilian horse hair. It's not horse hair. Uh, do you know? Yeah. You sure? You saw them? Uh, yeah, I saw the whole process. Okay. So, when you uh, go get your hair done and you put in that nice, shaved Brazilian child's head. <laughs> <laughs> in your hair Uh, it's a job yeah they don't get paid for it how you know but yeah you know just shout out uh christina jenkins she changed the game in 1951 she changed the game yeah, but not for the people that they're getting hair from, though. All right. Well, not doing Anyways, this. that's all I have for hashtags this week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We're going to go right into uh, Mind of a Millennial. So, Hendrix, what's on your mind? Um, I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we 
we got uh um, yes it's not a lot of sports i know the all-star game is coming up next week oh that's interesting we have no more football to watch yay football is boring you're, you're crazy um i played big sean's album to death um yeah yeah i don't i don't it was a it was a rough week let's just put it that way it's, it's a very rough week for me so i don't have anything i'm sorry so nothing's on your mind that's fine nothing well i need 18 days off paid well good luck with that <laughs> but um for me i mean same old same old um school obviously work obviously i um i'm still reading adventures of the misadventures of an awkward black girl i'm sorry i'm almost done with it and i really like it i feel like it's very relatable especially for me <laughs> and it's just a really good book i mean she's a really dope person it made me respect her more because it's kind of like an autobiography or whatever and it made me respect her even more just her artistry and her play and everything that she's experienced it's like super relatable and everything like that so it's a really good book i would check it out um and then right now <laughs> as far as music um i'm on this song i know i brought it up before but i really love this juke Joy song by chance the rapper and i keep putting it on replay so besides uh that one and caroline um, no, i can't you finally you finally got over didn't i tell you we were gonna get hooked on caroline i can't remember i know i'm late i'm really late on music and then i'm not exactly a, um a urban music or enthusiast so I'm not really that, that deep into it but that song is amazing <laughs> and like um, that's the type of person I am I like looked up the lyrics and went on genius and tried to see what each bar means like that's how I am and I learned the song and I but I went pretty much back and forth between that the Chance the Rapper Juke Jam song and also uh, the Caroline song and they're both dope as hell I think I probably feel about Caroline right now the same way that uh, Donald Glover feels about Bad and Bushy that's how I feel about Caroline right now. But it's a, um, those songs I'm like super happy about. And then on top of that, I finally listened to Coloring Book all the way through. I know I'm late as hell, but I know I am, but it's okay. And that, I fell in love with Chance the Rapper. I'm officially a soft stand. I could never be a full stand. I don't know how you people do it, but, um, I actually do have something. I'm officially a soft stand for him. And, uh, lastly, also, John Wick 2 is out. Gotta go see that because the first one was dope as hell and then also Fifty Shades Darker. I read all three books, so I'm also going to go see all the movies as well. The next two, well, this one and the one next year, they're both going to come out on Valentine's Day or around Valentine's Day. So, um, definitely going to check that out as well. So, what did you... Uh, oh, um, I've actually, I don't know, I'm obsessive with uh, finding out musical stuff. So, I've actually went through all of New Edition's catalog. All of Bobby Brown's catalog, all of Johnny Gill's catalog, <laughs> all of Ralph Transvance catalog, all of BBD's catalog. I watch live performances, award show oh performances, recent performances, and yeah, if, it's interesting. I, we can devote more time to it later, but yeah, it's interesting. A lot of parts, uh, in my opinion, were unnecessary. Um, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> It was pretty good. I love No Edition. I did uh, the same thing. I kind of like after the movie. I didn't do, I didn't go in as much depth as you did, but I did like Google and watch performances and look at the videos and all the songs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, shout out to the 90s R&B playlist though that Hendrix put me up on earlier this week on Spotify. Dopest shit ever. If you are a 90s, well, I don't even want to say 90s baby because if you're probably was born in like 1999, it really don't 
<laughs> well, it's gonna apply to you. But if you're the type of person that grew up on 90s music, you would definitely appreciate that playlist on Spotify. So I would definitely go and check that out. Yeah, it's four hours of flames. Yeah, like all the music that you grew up on. Like if it's like nostalgia in your ears, pure and simple. And it's amazing. So I would definitely go and check that out. Yeah, that's, that's about it. Um... <laughs> I don't even know why we do this. Yeah, I don't know you why know we what? do it in either, but whatever. You know what? Matter of fact, here we go. We got something. <laughs> that was me balling up the non existent emails that we got this week for uh, who said people in my Gmail? <laughs> So, so once again, if, if any real people, robots, internet trolls, yeah, whoever wants to email us about anything, just say hi or fuck off, whatever. <laughs> Our email is as two am podcast dot at gmail. See, I don't even remember the fucking email now because s two am podcast at gmail dot com. That's the number two. You guys probably don't care because you won't use it, but who cares? You know, right on our Facebook wall. Yeah, if that's easier. Actually, the button on our us. Facebook page goes directly to our email, so you know that too. But whatever the case may yeah. be, you know we're not we're not mad at you guys. It's okay. We're not mad. We're just used to it <laughs> at this point. But whatever, you know, who cares? Yeah, so that's going to lead us into uh, our LML discussion for this week. This is probably going to be like the world's shortest episode, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of been on that trend lately. Like, you know, we don't, we kind of, you know, we want to slow play it. We we can't go all out. (laughs) We can't. We can't go all out. I did want to mention a couple things, though. Ooh. Yeah. Um. Well. Well. First of all, the um, NWACP Image Awards came on last night. No, that's not what I thought you were gonna mention. I don't know what you thought, but you can mention it because I have no idea what you're talking about. Um. I'm just gonna talk about a couple winners. Obviously, I'm not going through this whole list because it's a lot. But um. Let's see. I know. Um. Denzel Washington did a really good speech. I've been seeing that everywhere. Um, it was really like, you know, one of those motivational kind of inspiring kind of things that he always does. He's always preaching to the younger generation. And uh, I mean, who? I mean, what's not to love about Denzel, honestly? He went from being like a heartthrob to being like just, I, know, and just, I guess, pretty much just enjoying his genius and his encouragement and all that good stuff like that. Yeah. He's still a heartthrob, if you ask, like our parents. Our aunties love him. <laughs> exactly. But, um, this is general, um, Blackish one for Outstanding Comedy Series. Um, you have Taraji P. Henson one for, I think, Lead Actress in a Motion Picture. She, um, Hidden Figures also won. They cleaned, they cleaned up last night, actually. They won. Queen Sugar won for Outstanding Drama Series as mm. well. Um, This Is Us won as well, yeah. I think, for something. Yeah. I can't remember, but they won for something. Something. <laughs> um, Taraji also won for Empire. Um, Fences won. Well, yeah. Empire Steel. This Washington one for fences. Seal. You are so Ooh. irritating. I just want to know who still watches Empire. Shut up. Dwayne The Rock uh, Johnson won Entertainer of the Year. His name is The Rock. It's Dwayne Johnson. 
actually. Soraki my view. You are so uh, irritating. Tracy Ellis Ross won as well um, for Blackish. So um, I think the, uh, the American Crime Story, OJ Simpson, they won for something as well. They've been cleaning up this award season as well. Same thing with like, I think Queen Sugar won. I think some Moonlight, one of the actors won for Moonlight as well. So it was really cool. Just, um, I didn't watch it, obviously. I was at work, but did that, does that air on TV? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I never watched it before. <laughs> I just always see the winners after the fact. Um, the Grammys also come on, comes on, come, wow, I can't talk. The Grammys come on today, and, um, but depending on, you know, how you got Yeah, feel. depending on how y'all feel, we, uh, recap the Grammys, much like, well, no, not, not at all, like, we recap the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, am, I am not letting Casey do that shit again. I have no reason to do it. I'm not gonna do it. You I'm not know. gonna do it. You don't know. You find reason in everything. I mean, as long as like Taylor Swift doesn't do anything to annoy me or anything like that, then we should be okay. You find reason in anything. I don't. I don't. I'm just saying. Um. <laughs> oh, what else? You know what? Quick, one more quick thing. Um, I watched uh, Bill Murray the other day, and Pierce Morgan. Um. <laughs> irritated my fucking soul on that show and so i was happy to later go on twitter and find out that he did not just only irritate me he pissed off a lot of people including the lovely talented and beautiful jk Rowling. so thank you for shutting his extra irritating ass down that was wonderful i mean people have to understand that that is what he does he is the political version of simon kyle he's like stacy dash no he's he's the political version of simon kyle if you ever watch american idol and auditions and and, you know how critical he was. Yeah. Well, the stuff. I mean, it, that would make sense if the stuff he said didn't wasn't ignorant as fuck. Like it's different if you can't fucking sing and Simon Cow is dragging you versus but, but them saying Cowell like, oh, it's sing. a Muslim band. He's saying, is it? Well, yes, nigga. Do you need us to? Do you watch the news? Take your ass back to your country because I don't have time for that shit. You gonna oh. come over here spitting that ignorant Whoa. ass bullshit? Whoa. Then stay away. Yes, that. I'm Why sorry. Are you screaming because. That shit pissed me off. I was literally irate watching this. Like, I wanted to turn it off because it was just like, are you really this ignorant or are you intentionally trolling the fucking country? At the end of the day, just shut the fuck up because it was just so irritating and obnoxious. I was always, when I, I, I noticed because we watch, we, we watch Bill Murray, so when I see it, when they do the little sit down, it's always two Democrats and a Republican. And when they did it, like, the two people always on the left are Democrats and then the person on the right is a Republican. He was like, oh, you know, well, I'm not from this country. I can't vote, but I wouldn't have voted for Donald Trump. And so I'm thinking like, oh, well, wait, it's not a Republican on this episode. And then he opened his fucking mouth. So at the end of the day, I realized why he was there and what his point was to troll us. And um, that's what he did. And he got dragged for it. So I was I was happy when I went on Twitter and saw that he became a hashtag. I mean, that, and that other people TV. shared my uh, sentiments that's of his great ignorance. Television. Like Bill Maher's a genius. He knows what he, he But I'm doing. saying, that's my whole thing. That's TV. fine. I understand that. But I'm saying don't say that you're not a conservative or say that you're not a Republican when you're spewing the same hateful, harsh, insensitive rhetoric that they spew all the fucking time. Just say what the fuck you are. Call a spade a spade. You're a fucking conservative. You're a cunt. And just acknowledge what you are. That's all I'm saying at the end of the day because I literally wasn't... That's the thing. Usually I'm prepared for it, but I wasn't prepared for it because it's like, oh, no, you know, I'm not this. And I wasn't prepared for it, but then he starts spewing his ignorance and I'm like, oh, I see what this is. And so the rest of the whole entire show, I was just irritated. Most of the time when I watch, I'm irritated. 
irritated about a Republican on there, let me just be honest. But this time, it, would, it just caught me off guard because I wasn't prepared for it. So, you know. I mean. Sorry. I know this went on a really hard time, but I was really annoyed, so. This is, um, actually, uh, hit us up on, um, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. And let us know. Well, let me know, because I take pleasure in this. Let me know what you want to call uh, Casey's weekly rant. <laughs> like, we need to come up with a name for this. Like, what what is her weekly tangent going to be called? Oh, I'm I sorry, mean, if y'all guys. Don't, y'all don't think of anything, I'll think of something. Like, it might not. You know, <laughs> might not like it, but I'll think of something if if that's if that's what you want me to do. Like I'm like, don't do that because he will have a sound bite on this shit and everything next episode when I start going off and shit. Yeah, we're gonna have sirens. And- <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, that really made me mad. I don't know. Can we borrow like DJ Clues bombs or something like that? <laughs> We need something. Would some Jay kind of say, sound bite. Clue to drop a bomb on this. Um, yeah, we'll get on that. Can we? Can we get a sound bite for that? <laughs> you are so irritating. I put that in myself. Speaking of Jay, I'm sorry. We've done so many. I've I've done so many stories that were not on topic for today. But I'm sorry. It's just we didn't touch on some stuff. But um, it was an interview that uh, Jim Jones did, and apparently him and Jay are cool again, and he. Signed under Rock Nation or something like that. And he was crying and him and Cameron is beefed out. Um, that was just in the news a lot lately. And I was yeah, just... Cameron was live on Instagram for like three hours last night. Are you serious? Why? Oh. He was telling his side of the story. I mean, it was cool. Like he, he Cameron went in to Deb about you know certain situations, whatever. He didn't really you know he didn't bash Jimmy to the end. Like to the end. No, I'm, I mean I'm serious. <laughs> like he it wasn't that it wasn't that bad. You know it was just like look, dude, you can't just be out here telling people bullshit. Like, I didn't even know they fell out. Oh yeah, they fell out a long time ago. I didn't know that. Yeah, we were supposed to have a reunion album and all that. Like yeah, we ain't get none of that. But yeah. oh wow. I saw like the pictures of uh, <laughs> yeah, of Jim Jones at the Rock um, Rock Nation brunch for the Grammys and like a happy ass old man and people were, like we something like we let you play with his friends or some shit it was funny but he was I mean ironically it's like all these stars and then it's like Jim Jones in the back sorry if you're a Jim Jones fan but obviously you know he's not on the same level of like somebody like Jay Z and all the people that was there um but you know whatever so finally. <laughs> I guess we're gonna go into L and L. I'm so sorry, guys. I actually had my um one thing. What? Oh, um. Oh, you had a point. I'm sorry. Shout out to um Potter and Family for accepting us. Oh yeah, definitely shout out to the hashtag Potter Family on Twitter. They are super accepting. I have a whole nother tangent I can go on, but I'm gonna save that for next episode. I thought you was gonna do that for grind, grind your gear. Oh well. No, you, I mean we can we can actually do that uh, next episode. Only reason I think I'm going to save it for next episode, only because I feel like it's going to be more and longer than I want the Grind My Gear segment to be. I don't know. We'll, I'll see. It, it, we definitely need a soundbite for uh, next week's episode. Definitely. Um, It depends. We'll see, honestly. Um, Depending on how I feel. So, in the next couple of minutes, whatever is on my heart, honestly. Um, so, we're going to talk about it this week. Um, right. If it's on my heart, then uh, I'll talk about it. But right now, I don't know yet. But anyways, uh... So, right now, we're going to go into uh, L&L. What's our L&L for this week? <laughs> and this week, our L&L is actually um, based off an idea that I got from uh, CNN. 
pretty much. What was the idea? Um, CNN, um, they did a little special with like a bunch of celebrities and it was like the first time I realized I was black. And an article just says, and the souls of black folk by W.E.B. Um, <laughs> boy, sorry, I cannot read. Um, he talked about the first time he realized his skin color made him different. And they asked a bunch of celebrities, CNN anchors and reporters and others to tell them the first time they realized that being black affected how people treated them. And um, they also encouraged people to share their own stories with the hashtag um, realized I was black. And so um, in honor of that and because it is Black History Month, you know, why the hell not? So we are for LNL this week gonna do our own personal stories of when we uh, realized we were black. So Hendrix, do you want to... Yeah, um, I don't want to be cliche and say from birth. So, uh, I think the the first time that it actually impacted me in any sort of way was eighteen. I was eighteen, fresh out of high school, ready to you know hit the working scene, and I had a family friend offer me you know employment. I guess his employer uh, owed him a favor, so you know. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, we can bring you in, you come in, you, you know, put the money and all that, what you going to be doing, you know, all the specifics and stuff. And, yeah, I read out my non-existent resume and sent it in. And all scheduled for the job interview, you know, come in, interview, start the next day, you know, because it was a favor. Like, yeah, you don't have to go through background checks or drug testing or none of that. And anybody that knows me knows that I don't have a traditionally black name. Like, my name is not black. I have a white... Ambiguously black. I have a white female's first name. Like, that's that's it. So if you see my name, you don't automatically assume that I'm black, male. So I go into the interview, and I'm like, yeah, I'm here to see such and such about a job. So I don't have a, you know, I already have an interview schedule. Like, yeah, uh, what's your name? I say my name, and he looked perplexed to say the least like oh i didn't expect that so i go in interview then he you know pulls out this big file of papers and i gotta go through now i have to go through a background check and i have to go through a drug test and he looking at this tattoo on my arm i have a tattoo on my the inside of my forearm that has caused me a lot of trouble for some strange reason even though the tattoo is kind of indicative of people looking at the tattoo and judging um yes that's kind of the purpose but yeah we went through all this back and forth you know i'm 18 i wasn't really you know doing shit i wasn't supposed to so passed the background check nailed the interview passed the drug test you know i'm supposed to start the next day they push it back you know a couple days to make sure they you know really want me to work there and yeah i worked at that job for almost six years and when the day i left my boss apologized because he put me through so much bullshit because he thought he was getting somebody else and he ended up getting me and he judged me based upon my parents not based 
based on my work ethic. Because, you know, I come in, I stay late, you know, whatever you want me to do, I do, you know, extra stuff, extra shifts, whatever. I don't complain. Like, you know, work is work, money's money. Man, give me all, all of that. So, yeah, that was my first real understanding of the fact that people looked at black people differently. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> it's actually, um, ironically, hard for me to think of like one particular incident that um, made me aware or more aware of my blackness. Um, obviously, um, I grew up in a predominantly uh, black city. Um, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, which is obviously mostly black. Um, I also come from a um, upper, I guess, middle class black family. And so most of the stuff that we did was outside of the city. So it wasn't like I hadn't been around um, the majority, I guess, um, before. It was just that I guess I feel like at that point, being in a, um, a metro area, they were more used to us. So uh, when I uh, went away to school, uh, I went to uh, Central Michigan University, um, which is in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. So it's uh, like up north and it's like uh, almost three hours away from the city. And hmm, I'm actually <laughs> torn between two different stories. Um, but I'll give you my, uh, I feel like the one that affected me the most. And I feel like it's the most relatable because I know a lot of people that went to PWIs can probably relate. Um, I think it was like my first day um, in my uh, in one of my classes that wasn't a lecture. Um, ironically, I had this class that was like a, a UP or whatever. And uh, it was like a oppression and roots class ironically wow right why <laughs> i thought it would be interesting yeah. and um i had an amazing professor she was woke as hell i wish i could remember her name but she was dope and every time they we we talked about white and um black issues you know the class would almost wait for me to respond I was the only black person in this class. And so it was almost like she would say something and everyone would like kind of just like, it's almost like I felt them turning. I don't know if you guys have ever watched uh, Sister Act 2 when that choir like turns and it's like, poop. Like, that's how it felt. Like the whole class kind of like, oh, let's see what the black girl has to say. And I wasn't used to that because obviously I had only ever went to school with a whole bunch of black people. I grew up in it with a whole bunch of black people. Like that was just, that was a safe zone. It was none of that. And it was that just that experience of having to speak for our entire race <laughs> was like, oh, like I must I'm, I have to literally speak on behalf of yeah. the entire race. And obviously, you know, most other people don't have to do that. And so it was just like that overwhelming feeling of always being that way. And and beyond that, I had uh a group assignment in that class with someone who had never, who was from like the UP of Michigan, if you guys know what that is. And she had literally never been around a black person. And she <laughs> made a comment like, you're just different than I imagined. And that was, <laughs> I was like, well, what did you imagine what did you expect me to be what did what did you think you know and uh so that was one of the things where it was just like you know like wow like people literally have this idea of of us 
because of our skin. Like, and it's crazy because it's such a trivial thing now where it's just like, you literally can have everything in common with someone. You can be like literally the exact same person and literally just be from just two different races. And people literally expect for you to be a completely different person or have nothing in common with them or just be this like unrelatable human being because of your skin color. And that was just one of those things where that's when I think I've obviously already always knew I was um, black from a young age. But it was that experience that made me realize that this is something that people who never been around, you know, black people are just in general, like they view us differently. That we we can't be like anybody else. It can't just be like, oh, this is one of the things that's different about us. Like our skin color is what's different about us. Our skin color is the beginning of the differences. Like it's like, oh, you're black, so you are all these things that I can't relate to. And so that was just one of my experiences. I had a ton being in Mount Pleasant for four years, four years. But that was just like that was eighteen, and as a freshman, that was one of those things. And I um actually want to just shout out my dad because he was uh like I said, I knew I was black from a young age, and he was one of those people. Um, I went on an HBCU tour my senior year of high school, and he pretty much. Um, told me straight up because I came back. I was so excited. I'm like, I like this school. I like this school. Like, where am I going to go? And he straight up told me, like, you need to get out of predominantly black environments. The world is not black. And I would prefer that you go to a PWI so you can see the world for what it is. And that's the reality of yeah, the situation we live in. Definitely. Um, Like, I'm very good with... Not very good. I'm quick with math. So... That particular job, we counted money. And, you know, I'm, it's money, when you count money, it's simple math. It's just at a larger scale. And, yeah, like, I was I was good. I got, you know, end of the shift. My paperwork was done before anybody else because it didn't take me anything. You got your bank that you start off with. You got the money that they, you know, that you earn, count it up, write it down, put it in a bag, sell it, drop it off. Yeah, essentially, that was the gist of it. And for whatever reason, (laughs) some people thought that I had um, drug dealing experience. What? Because I was just so good at counting money. Like, it's, you know. I didn't need help, you know, I didn't need any help with the money counter, like, you know, started, there you go, all right, wrap it up, like, I'm just, you know, I take, I'm very receptive to certain things, like, if you teach me how to do something, I got it, like, I'm not the type of person that needs to be taught how to do something five times, teach me one time, I got it, if I need help, I'll ask you, but for the most part, I don't need help, so... I got it off rib, and they just, you know, it became a spectacle at times. Like, people would look through the window while I was doing my paperwork, count my money, because they couldn't believe that I could count, you know, $5,000 in two minutes. And know the exact figures of the 20s and 10s and 5s and 1s. And, yeah, be done. Like, yeah, it's not that hard. But because I am who I am, I look like what I look like, yeah, you get certain judgments. Yeah. Or assessments. So. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, ironically, it's crazy. I know we were 
I guess, doing more than we were supposed to. But, I mean, ironically, I think it's funny because when you um, grow up in certain environments, it gets to the point where even the people around you start to believe the stereotypes. Like, um, other people in your community can believe the stereotypes as well. Like, and they can be like, oh, well, you can't, you can't do that. Or you're not like that. Or, you know, all those different things like that. Um, so it's one of those things that's, uh, (laughs) interesting and dynamic. Uh, so, you know, I mean, we just, you know, actually, this is weird. We had a comment, um, why we're doing this topic is because we had a comment from, um, I think it was a, I forgot on which platform we got a comment on, but, um, the particular person was white and they just said that they wanted to hear more of our perspective about being black. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, because for the most part, people only get their information through what they see. Yeah. So, you know, you see ignorant black people on television or on Facebook videos or Instagram or, you know, yeah, anywhere, any source that you find your entertainment needs from. And that's not how majority of black people act. So I thought it was cool that... You know, she asked for our actual opinion on certain topics from our perspective. Because we're not, I mean, you know, who said that? That was um, Andre 3000 um, about growing up in the hood but not being hood. Like, that's not what defines us. Like, our surroundings, our environment is not what defines us. So Yeah, that's a whole other topic. I know, I know. But, you know, we just have, you know... We have a different perspective on life because our parents enforced in us the fact that we should go out and experience the world. Like, I know some of my peers who haven't left the city, let alone the state, but haven't left the city. They're scared to cross 8 Mile, so, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, people, 8 Mile is actually a real thing. It wasn't just a movie thing. Actually, I actually get asked, to, uh, asked about a mile a lot whenever we go out of town, which is funny. But yeah, it's real. Yeah. It's very real. Very, it's very real. real. Very real. Very long. I was about to say very real. Very long street it goes yeah. through like a, a major the majority of the metro area. Yep, definitely. Um, but yeah, so I guess we're gonna um, go right into grind my gears. Um, I don't know. Like, you don't should, know? We, should we leave that whole? Because I had an issue with the same thing you had an issue with. So should we just leave that whole thing for next week? Um, sure. Okay. <laughs> so I have to pick something else. To Maybe we'll do that. We might do that next week in place of the emails that we don't get. Um, because I'm trying to figure out where else I will put it. Unless we do a really long grind my gear segment. I mean, because that's that's actually part of the problem. So oh. the emails that we don't get. That's so, true. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll we'll save it. We'll, we'll uh, save that. An alternative grind my gears for this week. Um I just don't I don't really like social media anymore. <laughs> and not like I appreciate it. You find a lot of hidden gems within social media. But the majority of the bullshit that like takes up my my timelines like all day local and 
um, global. It's like, okay, I get it. Like, you don't, you know, it's kind of like beating a dead horse. Like, I, I, I get it. I get it. That was funny. Or, yeah, she fucked up. Or drag her, drag him. I understand that. But I don't want to talk about that shit for eight hours. Like, motherfuckers that talk about the same topic for a full workshop. It's crazy. So, yeah, I, I think I'm getting to the point in my life where, I, I mean, I've actually been at that point, but with the podcast, I kind of had to step back into that arena and try and be, you know, social media guy again, and yeah, it's frustrating, very frustrating. So that's what's grinding my gear, social media. <laughs> okay. Oh, she got a list. No, I'm just going to do two small ones. I literally do my grind my gears like uh like I'll experience something and just like let me write it down. <laughs> like this pissed me off, so I'm angry writing in my notes. Mm, motherfucker. <laughs> that's that's the process of me uh gathering all my grind my gear stuff. But anyways, um these things actually aren't even necessarily most recent, but I'm trying to well shit, what did I do? Yeah, you got a whole list, bro. No, this is just these are also on my show notes too. Um, oh, okay. Well, one that I have from last week, um, me and my family likes to go, uh, bowling and my brother, um, shout out to him, uh, just moved, um, to Cincinnati, um, Cincinnati, yeah, to, um, restart his life and all that good stuff. So shout out to him and much success and good luck, Chris, you know, good luck. Um, and so before he left or whatever, we, uh, Got everyone together, and we were going bowling. And um, during the summertime, we went bowling every uh, Tuesday. Yeah, they have a lovely special uh, two dollar Tuesdays. We go bowling every Tuesday, drink, eat, have fun. It's my family little thing. And so we were, we haven't won in a while because obviously I have school and all of this stuff, so we don't all have the same time. And um, we tried to go for uh, like a little going away event for Chris, and it was packed out. It was like super fucking crowded. And I'm like, what the hell? And so what I had to realize is that bowling is a winter sport, you know? So why I was in the summer, you know, time going bowling all the fucking time and shit. And it was all empty and clear and nobody was in that motherfucker. And we had as many lanes as you want to, as many drinks and food and great ass fucking service. It was because the bowling league fuckers were down at the fucking beach and shit. And they weren't concerned about going fucking bowling. But now since it's fucking snow on the ground, these motherfuckers want to hog all the fucking lanes in the bowling alley. So to you bowling league fucking fuckers, fuck you. Because I okay. like bowling. I like I like bowling. I bowl all year round. I like ice cream. So why the fuck <laughs> can I not bowl? Because you decide that your stank ass want to bowl now that it's cold. Fuck you. See y'all in May. Assholes. Fucking assholes. But anyways, I'm doing um. one more. Sorry. The last one is about <laughs> my the nail shop that I go to to get my nails done. My schedule, I'm off work Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And I always used to go on Sundays. And they decided that in the new year that they weren't going to be open on Sundays. So, again, fuck you too, VIP nails. Yeah. Wow. I'm just saying. Now I have to go on Mondays because I tried to go somewhere else and they did a horrible job. <laughs> <laughs> have to come to you i can't take my business but still fuck y'all 
fuck y'all. You're amazing. Yeah, fuck you and your awesomeness, fuckers. Now I have to still come here on a Monday because you motherfuckers are closed. Bullshit. God, my nails are great. Uh, anyways, all right. Yeah, I can't make no nail comments. Sorry. I'm done. No, no, you can't. You don't have that. No, I'm, I'm for group chat reasons. I can't comment on nails. Okay, I don't know what the fuck goes on in that place, but okay. <laughs> you don't. You don't even want to know. <laughs> but anyways, guys, that's gonna um, wrap it up for today. Um. So uh, Hendrix, tell them where they can uh. Um. You guys can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Um, We're working on Stitcher for my Android users that don't like Google Play. Yeah, we are definitely in I the just process of the application of in for Stitcher. Stitcher. We're as waiting well. on uh, approval for that. Um, the Instagram is um, the Two AM Podcast, right? Yeah, Instagram and Twitter is the Two AM Podcast, the number two, obviously, and then uh, Facebook. Our Facebook is uh, Two Awkward Millennials. Exactly. Um, you can reach me on Instagram and Twitter at Noli Hendrix. That's at N O E L L Y H E N D R I X. You can reach KC on Instagram and Twitter at K underscore in real life. That's K A Y underscore R E E L L I F E. I thought you were supposed to be bringing energy this week. I did for like twenty percent of the show. Oh so. uh, yeah, maybe yeah, like five. I mean, 5%. if you look behind you, it's starting to get dark. So. Well, uh, I have to go to work, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. So yeah, you guys, um, we'll keep you updated on the um, the Stitcher thing. Um, also, yeah, and again, if you want to email us, I'm sure you won't. But the email <laughs> to reach us at is asked. Hey, we really sound bitter. Two AM podcast. <laughs> we really sound bitter at gmail dot com. That's the number two. I'm gonna spell it out for you just in case you've been sending emails to the wrong email. A S K. The number two. A M podcast. P O D. C-A-S-T at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Just in case. I was low-key wishing <laughs> that you misspelled something in there. <laughs> I was low-key I was low-key wishing. And low-key words are wise. I can't fucking spell, guys. I suck. I just want y'all to know that. And it's so funny how hard it is to spell millennials. And I have to thank God for a spell check. I'm just going to say that. Because I can't spell for shit. Yeah, thank God for repetition. That and thank goodness terrible. for my health, guys. I had a strep throat last week. And I am uh, finally took my ass to the doctor. My ghetto ass, janky ass. I, I'm thinking I'm going to have to write that in my okay. in my notes for uh, a rant. Five more grind my gears for um, <laughs> But yeah, um, went to the doctor, got some antibiotics, and I'm feeling okay, you know, getting a little better. But um, yeah, so shout out to Good Health and uh, all of that good stuff like that. I need a personal trainer. So if anybody knows anybody. Um, no. All right. If anybody knows anybody professional and not super expensive that is doing personal training, um, I would prefer someone like normal, like not personal trainer to all the strippers in the city. But um you know, whatever. Um, just uh, you can also email us that as well, which means I probably won't get any replies. Yep. So just tell me on uh, Twitter or Facebook, maybe. Who knows? 
But alright guys, um that's gonna wrap it up for today. You got something to leave us with? Flint, Michigan still doesn't have clean water. Mm. I got a hundred dollars, I'm about to go to Ace of Space. <laughs> what is that? I'm about to go to Ace of Space, I got a hundred dollars. <gasps> oh my god, I just put two and two together. <laughs> alright guys, we gotta hit peace.